0: Is everyone? Ooh, ooh. Hi, uh, what beer are you ooh. drinking today?
1: <laughs> A surprise, it's really good. <laughs> it is becoming oh. harder and harder to find beers that are <laughs> relatable to the episode. Are you having that problem too?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, but
1: today was not one of those days i thought it was and then i came across a little (laughs) gem that i was like that's perfect all right so okay it's from little toad creek brewery out in new mexico and i think this fits our Mm. our episode real well specifically probably the most well-known popular of this franchise but i'm drinking grumpy old okay. troll ipa mm, hey look mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. that that's perfect <laughs> and it's really fucking
0: good yeah that'll that'll work <laughs> it works great awesome. Jake. what it is it great. what is the style it's an ipa okay you probably said that um mine i stretched to see if uh, i could get one that's a close to the theme and i think i did okay so, mine is from the Woods Boss Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado, and it it's called "Do you Need Assistance?" and I thought it worked because our hero tends to help people out a lot, whether they want it or not, and if you zoom in, there's a little man standing behind a bear in the field, and on the back of the can, it says. Hey, bear fucker, do you need assistance? We've got you covered. And not that I think that Ernest would ever intentionally start romantic relations with a wild animal, but he is notoriously not very bright. And so that's kind of related to the theme, you know?
1: You were doing doing fine with the, like, do you need assistance? Our hero tends to help people whether they want it or not. I was like, perfect, great. Uh-huh. And then you followed that with, hey, bear fucker. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: okay, mostly I got it because I thought it was funny. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty funny. <laughs> it's also a, uh, so it's an ESB, which I don't know if I've ever had before. I had to Google what that even was. It stands for extra special bitter, and it's basically an English style pale oh, ale. Okay. Uh, and it's very nice. good so i, I recommend well go
1: us picking very good beers tonight
0: today at the, yeah. at this juncture in time <laughs> uh before we go any further at this juncture in time i want to let you know listeners that we are starting a contest i warned you a little bit last week and it's a very exciting time so for all of december until the end of december until the end of the year We're running a contest that we want to give away free movies to you. And so you can go to Instagram for all of the rules. Uh, If you don't have Instagram, I still want to support that because I think that's noble. So you can also go to movieboners.com and I'll have the rules there as well. Um, There's a bunch of different things that you can do to earn tickets, basically. And we'll do a drawing at the end of the year to give away basically six months of Cinemark Movie Club. With like six free movie tickets and 20% off of concessions and a bunch of cool stuff. So yeah. go to plan. Instagram, go to movieowners.com and uh, yeah, get all the details. We'll let you know next episode as well, because it will be a fun, very fun time. Yes. Want to say thank you at the end of the year. Very excited for it. Next order of business. The movie draft is still a thing that we do, (laughs) and uh, it's doing all right. It's still the same. You're still winning by five hundredths of a point in the IMDb average. Um, Not a ton has changed over the last couple Uh, of weeks. uh, Still neck and neck. Kind of lackluster. We've still got, got Wonka and Aquaman still come for you, and... Color Purple still to come for me. There is still a chance that if Wonka and Aquaman are mediocre, below average for you, less than 6.4, and Color Purple is amazing, I think I could still win, but it's going to be very tight. Yeah, yeah. One of the keys is that freaking Wish is potentially the worst Disney movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. Ironically.
1: my uh, My daughter went and saw it, and I was like, oh, was it cute? Was it fun? She goes that movie sucks, dad. It's like, oh, dang. (laughs) She was like, it's kind of cool how they connect the Disney films together. And I was like, all right. I mean, that's Mm. a a lot of stories to connect. She goes, yep. The movie sucked. I was like, oh my god. She goes, but my brother liked it. I was like, well, he's four, so... (laughs) (laughs) He
0: likes anything with flashing lights.
1: <laughs> but yeah, to hear my daughter just flat out say it sucked, I was like, well, that doesn't bode well for me in the draft. But that's okay. No. Yeah. No. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's also pretty funny that, uh, I think it was last episode, you said a joke, but it's coming true now. You said, what if the Marvel's tank's worse than the Flash? Yep. And that is actually happening. <laughs> it's still only at 188 million. The Flash at least made 268 million. So that's not good for you. And the only reason I'm holding on at this moment.
1: <laughs> oh, so you have a lot to be thankful for when it comes to the Marvels, huh? I do. I almost I feel, do. Jake, I've been on I almost feel list. like you should go see it in the theater. Buy a ticket to the Marvels <laughs> in the theater to show your gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs>
0: Please, anybody <laughs> go see this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No, nah, I don't blame you. Um, blame you. <laughs> and on the topic of movies that apparently are huge that we didn't draft, have you heard of Godzilla Minus One? Yeah yeah because i didn't have you hear not? about it have i had no clue it was even oh my god this thing's like out until, until like the day it came out and people are freaking out about how great it was i was like yeah what is this is this a show is this a comic book i don't know what you're even talking no about.
1: it's uh another japanese like og godzilla uh just okay. bigger angrier and yeah Very, very angry.
0: (laughs) It sounds amazing. Everybody is saying that it's amazing. So I'm pretty hyped about it now. All of a sudden. I'm excited for it. Um, I
1: may or may not see it this open this coming weekend. Uh, It just kind of depends on how things work out. But I would definitely like to go see it. I think what's Mm. really funny to me, uh, I saw, I think it was just a meme but it was one of those like it's funny cuz it's true and painful cuz it's true <laughs> so it it's a still from Godzilla minus 1 of Godzilla swimming through the ocean with his mouth open and the water's like running through his teeth and over his tongue and the it, it's just that still frame and the caption is Godzilla minus 1 has better CGI than the flash and it's on a lower budget <laughs> and it's very true if you look at like a side by side just pick any cgi it's like the detail in the water on how it's like Mm -hmm. going around the teeth and his tongue and through his mouth looks so much better than the flash like standing still (laughs) as time oh you haven't watched it so you don't even know how bad the cgi is yet
0: no Um, i've heard rumors but i don't know for sure
1: dude Tony, the opening scene with the babies is just like, what the fuck is happening right now? I have
0: seen that on the internet, and I thought it was a joke <laughs> for the longest time.
1: <laughs> but I am curious about Godzilla minus one. I'm definitely curious about it. Mm-hmm.
0: I have a, I had a similar feeling. We're going to move on in a second, but I thought, just saw the trailer for Furiosa, the new George Miller movie, yeah. the prequel. And it looks dope as hell, but I also had, like, questionable vibes about the CGI at some points. I didn't know Mm -hmm. if it was, like, CGI weirdness or AI stuff, or it felt off a little bit, but maybe it's just unfinished. Is it possible?
1: Yeah. Are you talking, like, some of the fire around Furiosa? Yeah. There's, like, a shot in the trailer. Uh, I had the same vibe. I was excited for the trailer. I didn't even realize... It was Anna Taylor mm. Johnson. Joy. 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 Thank you. Uh, like, kudos to her. She's played so mm. many roles where she's so, like, clean cut and very, like, proper and, and beautiful. Didn't even recognize her at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was holy shit. <laughs> but I hope it's yeah, not it looks weird pretty CGI. Cool. It'd be... That'd be kind of a bummer to go from Fury Road, which was, like, primarily practical mm. shots and effects to yeah. CGI heavy. That that might... Uh, uh. But we digress.
0: <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. It's a ways off still. Uh, what new stuff have you seen lately? Well, I actually have watched a handful.
1: Yay! Good. All
0: <laughs> right. And there was much rejoicing.
1: <laughs> Yay. So anyways, mm-hmm. uh, around Thanksgiving time, I was trying to figure out like, oh, I feel like I want to watch something else that's thanksgiving uh, that I haven't seen. There's not very much in terms of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. movies. Uh, but I did find one that I was like, well, I've never seen this. I I like the director. I like the the cast this should be interesting so i watched a movie from the 90s called home for the holidays uh, i had never seen it it's directed by jody foster Austin, tyler thomas no um oh. it's directed by jody foster and it stars um holly hunter and it's got a very young robert downey jr it's about this woman who like her life kind of falls apart the day before she goes back home to visit her mom and dad for thanksgiving and her family is pretty dysfunctional i honestly couldn't tell if i liked it or not it was weird it felt <laughs> like it never knew if it was trying to be a comedy or a quirky drama or what so i was like well mm. it is what it is i didn't hate it so i guess that's a plus plus. <laughs> and then Try. um i did go and see next goal wins the new Taika Waititi film. I liked it. I liked it. It was funny. It was cute. Um, It's got a really good, it's one of those movies that has a great monologue in it that you're just like, there it is. That, that scene is, that's where it brings it all together. Awesome. Very fun movie. There was Mm -hmm. some stuff in it that I was like, man, they're really focusing on this. And I wonder if, like just how much of this part of the film was actually part of the real story, like because they they say right up front, hey, it's based on a true story. This happened. Of course, we're going to embellish a couple things. Like that's right in the beginning of the movie. So I was trying yeah. to figure out what was embellished, um, but then the post credits tell you like they answered all my questions that I was wondering about throughout the movie, <laughs> and was like, oh, okay, so all right. But I liked it. I thought it was all right. Uh, I could see why some people are like super anti this movie, but whatever. I enjoyed it. It Mm -hmm. was nice seeing Taika Waititi kind of get back to his lane. Yeah. You know, getting away from Marvel. Um, So that was fun. And then I went and saw Napoleon.
0: Ooh. I'm interested to hear what you say. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's not bad it's pretty cool uh the battle scenes are really engaging they're really interesting it's pretty brutal uh i think i think horses like the animal horses really <laughs> yeah, pissed I've off ridley off. scott right before he started filming this movie because you see some Blood horses die. die pretty <laughs> brutally <laughs>
0: fuck those horses
1: obviously they're not real horses pita and people freaking out thinking really scott's killing (laughs) real horses uh they're not real but it was like there was one shot where a horse dies that the whole theater was just kind of like what why holy crap (laughs) yeah um it was they focus in my opinion way too much On Josephine. I was hoping to see a movie about Napoleon, the brute, this tyrant, this conqueror, like his Mm -hmm. mastermind when it came to how he was going to engage in warfare and all this. I was excited to see that aspect and to see Joaquin Phoenix play that. Um, But Mm -hmm. it focuses more on Josephine and him being just Mm. a terrible fucking couple. Um, and then I couldn't, there were a couple of parts. I'm sure you've heard this. I'm pretty sure the whole internet has heard this about Napoleon. There were moments I could not tell if they were supposed to be funny or not, but you you were laughing at the dialogue or mm. the scene or the tantrum that was being thrown. You couldn't help but laugh about it. And I said that yeah. to a couple of coworkers and a bunch of them were like, we have heard that about Napoleon where no one can figure <laughs> out like, was this supposed to be funny? Cause it kind of was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But Joaquin Phoenix does a great job. I mean, the acting's great. He plays Napoleon as think of a child raised in a home that they don't believe in the word no. And they give out yeah. participation awards. You can at me all you okay. want. That's the worst parenting ever, so <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah he sense. is he is a little shit who just happens to be really smart at mm-hmm. moments, but it was an all right movie and then, um okay. and then if there are any. Music fans, or or specifically the band Godsmack, uh, I watched the documentary called "I Stand Alone." It's the Sully Erna story. It's his documentary about his life growing up and forming one of the biggest bands of all time. And that was that was pretty intense and interesting at moments. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. it, it it's a story basically like hey, even when you're giving up on your dreams, you should probably follow that itch to get back on that horse. So, yeah. as a fan obviously I'm biased. I enjoyed
0: it. So, that was what I watched. That's awesome. What about you, Jake? I love it. Uh I've only watched two things, but they were series so they've taken up a good amount of my time. Um <laughs> I've watched the first 9 episodes. There's only one more episode left of Squid Game The Challenge, which is the reality show competition hey, yeah, version of Squid yeah. Game i really liked the real squid game i still think about it all the time because it left such an impression it's a really incredible show i really didn't think that a reality show based on it would do very well or be very interesting Mm -hmm. because once you have the stakes of the real show where you either win or you die you literally die (laughs) right um that i was like the who cares i like, think none of this is real and everybody knows that it's not going to be a big deal but surprisingly it works really well like it's it's it was interesting how invested i got and and christy my wife also she felt the same way she's like i'm not interested in that and then she got super into it so i think okay. it's good i think it's very interesting they have to be doing it on this exact same sets because it's the set design is phenomenal and and exactly the same um and they also change things up they add new games and throw people off and do things differently so it's pretty clever in that way it's funny though that a lot of the contestants will like start taking it super seriously and and start like acting as if it's life or death and getting super (laughs) dramatic about it and as you're watching it you're like bro bro you're just gonna go home like it's not a big deal (laughs) well aren't they they're playing I guess, for money
1: though aren't they
0: yeah i guess okay. in their perspective it is kind of a big deal life and death situation between winning 4.56 million dollars and mm-hmm. nothing um, that is life-changing so i i get it i get it but okay. yeah so i'm interested to see how it ends it's been interesting and then the other thing i watched is not really new But I still want to bring it up because it's amazing. We rewatched all of Midnight Mass and the Mike Flanagan uh, other show. And honestly, this might be a hot take, but I feel like it might be better than Haunting on Hill House. Haunting on Hill House is amazing, but it's a lot more complicated. And I think that the simplicity and the linear, di- like linear story, and it just really lets you focus on the characters and their situations and their growth. And 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 it's it's it benefits a lot from seeing it a second time because the mm-hmm. first time you don't really know what's going on until the very end. And so after seeing it a second time, you get pick up on all of the all of the foreshadowing and all of the meaning of that this actually has to this person. Um, And so it's, it's a phenomenal series. And so I, if you haven't seen midnight mass, definitely check it out. It's, it's amazing. One of my favorites, I think.
1: Yeah. Midnight mass is pretty incredible. I remember when they first released it, obviously being a Mike Flanagan fan, especially his Netflix adaptations that he's been doing. Um, his, Mm -hmm. his little spooky series, um, midnight mass was a blast for me, especially with the whole, like, here's what it all is. Here's what it all has meant. I think, I still think it might be one of the best representations of that. I don't want to spoil too much in case someone has managed to stay off the internet and not watched it yet. (laughs) Um, i think it's one of the coolest representations or interpretations mm-hmm. of that thing uh i think i've ever yeah and seen. it adds so it's much so cool depth love like, Mass. it
0: has so much <laughs> so much depth between that topic and then the the people and their. there's it's a lot of faith-based mm-hmm. stuff and and you can kind of understand if these if this is in the world then with people how these legends of the bible and and mythology through all of human right. history and all this stuff kind of builds up is such a r- brilliant uh thing but also yeah they use so many different layers i think it's just brilliantly executed brilliantly written one of the best ever so very cool i love that i love it a lot
1: well you brought up night
0: right. mass as a
1: like hey people revisit this and don't <laughs> worry jake this the segues into the show ish okay ish uh so my daughter and i this last weekend we're trying to figure out what do we want to do and they re-released elf into the theater yeah it's been 20 years so it's the 20th anniversary which side note holy fucking <laughs> how shit. did that happen it's been 20 years yeah, <laughs> yeah. like uh i'm so old we're so old, Jake. But, anyways,
0: <laughs> so we fair. went and
1: saw Elf, and I was like, not expecting it to be like full or that popular because everyone can watch Elf at any time, especially at Christmas time. It's everywhere. Right. The theater was packed, everyone nice. was there dressed in their Christmas garb, and everyone, like families, there was like some old ladies sitting right next to my daughter, like old ladies. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was just, you know, I I've talked about it or you, you and I have both talked about it before of just that theater experience. First off, watching Elf again on the big screen was like, Holy crap. Mm-hmm. This movie is like a thousand times more magical than I even give it credit for. But yeah. the experience alone of just hearing everyone still laughing at all the jokes, singing there was a little bit of humming i may (laughs) or may not have also quoted a few lines directly at my daughter just to embarrass her but she laughed about (laughs) it um it was just such a cool experience and just kind of revisiting that that silly nostalgia was such a gem and uh if you haven't i think it's still in the theater maybe it was just for that one weekend but i know they're releasing a whole bunch of like christmas classics over the following weekends coming up throughout this month, mm-hmm. go check them out. Like there is definitely mm-hmm. a different feel revisiting some of these on that big screen. So if your theater, wherever you're at is showing some of these classic Christmas movies, I strongly yeah. suggest and recommend you go because it's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> it's so wonderful.
0: I think that's great. And that. Yeah.
1: That leads us mm-hmm. into our little trip down nostalgia lane. So how long has it been since you have thought of or let alone rewatched any of these?
0: <laughs> well, it it couldn't have been that long since I've thought about it because it's not anything. I have never forgotten about Ernest and his filmography, but... Mm-hmm. And I, some people probably have. I think that that's the fun thing about doing this episode. I think that we'll be posting stuff about it and posting the episode. And people were like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. And it's yeah. you get this nostalgia burst of member berries, and it's such a fun time. But it has been a really long time since I've watched any of them, and I had no idea if I would still think they're funny, if they'd hold up, or if it was just <laughs> I was a dumb kid who thought that it was obnoxious when I was a little kid. and it annoyed my mom when i watched it and so I just <laughs> right. it was great <laughs> i i think that was one of the universal truths
1: to the earnest franchise was children thought it was hilarious dads probably thought mm-hmm. it was obnoxious and annoying but still pretty funny cuz yeah it was that kind of humor and every mother hated every <laughs> moment of every film <laughs> because yeah. it was so obnoxious. Um, yeah. It's it in the same
0: been... humor vein as like Three Stooges. And I don't know a lot of ladies that like Three Stooges. True. It's true.
1: Yeah, it was... Uh, I don't even... I try to remember like what age would I have been... For the last time that I had watched Ernest, and dude, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I was ten years old. I mean, the last one I actually remember watching was Scared Stupid, and that was like okay, ninety three or ninety four, something like that, if I remember right. Yeah, might even be earlier. That one may have been like ninety one or ninety two. Um, so yeah, turned so out it was ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like five or six at that point then, and then had watched it. <laughs> I know I had rewatched it like still at a young age, but haven't watched it since always like you and I will mention it now and again, or you know anytime you watch Toy Story and Slinky to the Dog comes on, it's instant like us kids mm-hmm. of the eighties and nineties know that voice immediately.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's a very unique and special voice.
1: Very unique. Uh all of his little characters. I forgot about all the different like voices that Jim Varney would do <laughs> as Ernest.
0: Yeah. It yeah, was he flows in and out of like a a very formal announcer voice and like he just <laughs> does all of the silly things like that. The little the small <laughs> uh, he does so many crazy <laughs> things. And yeah with the lips going yeah yeah he does so many faces and everything he's incredible he was he was
1: unique and i think he was like such a Mm -hmm. a great little nugget especially for our generation at that time he he's kind of you and i brought it you know we just did our comedies and we talked about like Mm -hmm. old 90s comedies or those old silly you know steve martin Mm -hmm. comedy kind of that idea that um uh, kind of way of approaching the slapstick and jim varney was like he fit perfectly into that into that vein um yeah. you can you can kind of tell with some of the later ones uh that that vein had <laughs> dare i say ran dry <laughs> but yeah we will get to that i'm sure
0: yeah I- <laughs> I definitely, I agree. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm extremely excited for this episode, but I did tell you last week that it's, this isn't really a popular topic. Like we're not really no. tapping into a vein that everybody's psyched to <laughs> <Yeah>. hear about. <laughs> right, right. I don't, I, I don't know how many people actually care about Ernest P. Warhol or know who Jim Varney is and his specific kind of comedy. But so I told you. It might just be an episode for us that we find fun and funny. But I like an hour before we sat down to record, I posted on Instagram about our top 10 comedies and did like your number eight or something. Yeah. And somebody DM'd us and they're like, I really hope Jim Varney is on this top 10 comedy list. And I was like, (laughs) I like did a double take at my phone. I was like, have I just been preparing for this episode and I just misread his name? Or is this for real? And I was like, oh, brother, have I got a story for you? We are about <laughs> to record an entire episode. So there are people out there. Absolutely. And that there single are. message completely fired me up for this episode.
1: Well, here's the. so you said it might just be for you and I, and I thought about that. And I'm pretty sure I yeah. even told you last time, like, i don't care if it's just for you and i like this is something (laughs) Ernest was a he's a pretty i don't want to say a huge chunk of our our childhoods but he was a part of our childhood especially when it came to movies Mm -hmm. um and i know we were not the only ones that grew up watching these (laughs) so Mm -hmm. even if it is just you and i cool that just means we get to laugh and be silly for the next hour or so. Uh, and for if there's anyone else, especially whoever that I, I've, I saw the message, but I can't remember the the user, but whoever you are, bud, yeah, um, this episode's for you. So feel free to comment and be silly with us <laughs> at the same time uh, and to anyone else. Let's get into this, dude. This was like, this was, I was, <laughs> Normally, I'm never apprehensive when it comes to being nostalgic. I love nostalgia. (laughs) Yeah. I love the silliness. Even if stuff doesn't hold up well, I still, like, will connect to it, find that gem, and be like, I'm going to hold on to this. Everyone else be damned. Mm -hmm. I was a little nervous going into earnest, because I was like, like what you had just said of, like, man are these going to be really bad? Am I going to understand why my mom just hated these (laughs) movies so much? Like, I don't want to understand that. No offense, mom.
0: Yeah.
1: I was, I was a little worried worried. that
0: you'll get to like that adult flip adult switch flipped in your brain. And suddenly you're like, see it from an adult perspective. You're like, no, this guy is the worst yeah i was and you lose was. that that fond memory that you've had your whole life <laughs> it was a gamble it kind of was mm-hmm. a gamble did you feel
1: like when you put on i did absolutely did you watch them in order or did you just kind of like watch
0: i watched him in order 100 me too okay <laughs>
1: when i put on Ernest goes to camp i was all excited i sat down was like Yes, let's do this. And I hit play, and instantly my brain was that like that Kermit meme, right? Like, what if it sucks? And it was like, oh, oh no, oh no. (laughs) Luckily, I did not have that happen. I was, (laughs) dude, it hit that little child, like that inner kid instantly for me. I was giggling the whole time. Granted, it was like (laughs) that little inner child but with kind of the adult eyes. So it was watching it being Mm -hmm. like, this is bad, but I fucking love this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not good by any means, but it is really, really (laughs) fun. And I think that that's the joy of it is if you can tap into how fun it is and how fun Ernest is, is and how much fun jim varney is trying to have and trying to portray to kids it's just a great time like there's nothing wrong with it at all and it absolutely held up
1: yeah i was i was so happy just watching all the silliness and i definitely had moments i'm pretty sure i like had kid-like outbursts of like those kids suck (laughs) like the bullies at the camp dude yeah (laughs) like <laughs> they suck Yeah, and then i also had that inner part of me of like i really i really wish someone would pick a fight with these kids like i kind of want to see people throw down <laughs> it's been a few years i don't remember a throw down, but i feel this deserves it now it was an early i did early have
0: an movie, a, so, <laughs> i did so have an adult really moment <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> i did have an adult moment where uh I was watching it and the kids get picked up from the detention center, the like delinquent kids. And yeah. I was like, how old are they? These kids are like 10 years old. How, <laughs> like, they're not like 16, 17, 18 year old kids. Like, they're maybe 12. Like, they're really freaking small. So I had forgotten
1: about him like breaking the fourth wall. I had completely forgotten about that. I forgot about the whole toilet gag that he has with the plunger and looking into it and doing the (laughs) EU that he does, which that was the moment he did that. I was like, yep, I'm sold. Toilet humor, (laughs) silliness. Yep. I'm right back in it. But the one of the camp counselor dudes, he's the one that's on the, the lifeguard chair. The real. Yeah. The real.
0: The one that, like, Prick. teaches him to swim by throwing him in. Yeah. <laughs> teaches
1: him to... T- picks the kid up. You're gonna learn today. It was like that John Wayne clip, right? Where he just throws <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. river. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. the John Wayne method. But that one...
1: The John Wayne clip was, like, funny and, like, yeah, that's old school. The Ernest Goes yeah. to Camp clip of him throwing this kid in the pool or in the lake was, like... <laughs> that's almost a hate crime, dude. Like, what are you doing?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, when it's the old west, you understand. But when it's the 90s, you're like, parents are not going to go for this. (laughs) That kid is going to get in trouble. But I,
1: so there was a lot of stuff that I guess I just didn't remember. I actually, all I really remembered about the Ernest movies was like, the silliness, some of the slapstick over the top kind of obnoxiousness that he would get into, but I forgot mm-hmm. I forgot a lot of the gags, I forgot kind of what every movie was actually about it It was weird, <laughs> yeah, it was like my my inner child had just clung to the the idea of these movies, right like I remember laughing
0: really hard they all have they all have really weird plots, like I did not yeah. remember that at all I didn't remember like... the plots at all. You you think of it and you're like, oh, it's just Ernest at camp. And it's like, no, it's not really about that. It's about this mining company who wants to steal the land that the Native Americans have built a camp on. And Ernest really wants, he's a handyman who really wants to be a counselor. And then they go to war with this mining company, basically. <laughs> it's, the escalation in
1: all mm-hmm. nine movies is kind of crazy. And they always start off with, like, your basic storyline, like Ernest goes to camp is he's the handyman who just wants to be a camp counselor so that he can, like, help kids be there for the kids. Right. Help help develop them or whatnot. And you're like, this is wholesome. And then you get this, like, greedy baron guy who's like, we need to trick the Native American old man who doesn't speak English and assigning his property to us so that we can mine it for this potential. Uh, what is it? it it's some weird
0: mineral. Yeah. There's like some yeah, it's, weird. It's not a real thing. It's just like a made up <laughs> word for a rare. Min, it's mineral. A, it's
1: almost like every earnest movie is two different movies that they just kind of like meshed together. There's yeah. like the camp movie. And the adult, like, greed is bad movie. And then they're like, well, how do we conclude this? Well, Ernest will lead the charge with the most mm-hmm. random weapons. And we'll call it good <laughs> <it> there.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they will, they will recruit children into a war with these, like, bad guys and basically attack them with turtles, yeah, yeah. obviously. With turtles attached to parachutes that like to bite. <laughs> yeah, I I noticed in all of the movies that the villains are the most nefarious ever. Like every, every other character in the movies is just a normal person, except for Ernest, who is crazy and like a cartoon character. And then the villains are also kind of like a cartoon character where they are just the most evil, nefarious, <laughs> yeah, like, <right? laughs> out of your mind. Nobody would ever do this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it was. Ernest goes camp was a trip, dude. I was <laughs> I was laughing so hard and then I was laughing out of confusion once mm-hmm. all the like. Greedy villain guy, really, his storyline kind of really took off, and then I had to laugh because they did like there was this kind of comedy trope, at at least with like the bumbling idiot comedies, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was he's lovable because he's he's just kind of there, like he's not actually dumb, he's just kind of like, yeah, he's goofy, he's he's kind of accident prone, he manages to get himself into weird situations, He's but he goofball. always means well. And then he royally fucks up and like the worst <laughs> possible. I mean, you really got to try to fuck up as bad yeah. as Ernest does. And then mm. everyone will hate him for like two and a half minutes, but then he will be the hero. The
0: length of a song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i honestly i didn't remember this song but i really like the song that he sings. the g i'm glad it's raining oh my god
1: he started singing it and i was like watching it like oh sweet moment and i don't know Mm -hmm. if anyone else well as a kid you guys probably might not remember this or jake i don't remember the song but when he started singing it and i was watching it this time i was like one Mm -hmm. this is a pretty good song and two like yeah uh Ernest is kind of like pelting the the fields just a little bit right now. What yeah. the hell is He's,
0: happening here? He was cutting some onions almost for me, I gotta say <laughs> yeah. he was really good i like I wish that there were more songs like that like I guess Jim Barney sang it himself, and he did it on in one take and and people were tearing up on set and, and people cried
1: on set, yeah yeah which. I have found a lot of stories not just with like Jim Varney and the song but like monologues or takes you and I have talked about a couple um mm-hmm. where on set when these scenes are are filmed or performed like it affects people I would almost want to be on a set obviously just to see the whole production but for one of these moments mm-hmm. Cause that has to hit you on such a different level than watching it on the screen. It'd be like going to a concert when you're there. It's so much yeah. different than when you watch it on, you know, a screen. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I've you have all of the extra stress of being like in the take and and they need to do it right. Nobody can mess it up. Yeah. And it's like for it to all go so smoothly and then also kind of elevate to another level, go above and beyond and, and you kind of forget that you're watching a, a <laughs> movie production. It must be what it's like. It must be amazing. So good.
1: I, I had remembered kind of like, I know the Ernest movies were wholesome, mm-hmm. but they are really wholesome. Like Ernest, at least in the first four mm-hmm. really, truly means so well and all of his like idiot moments. I never questioned his intelligence, you know, unlike if you watch Dumb and Dumber, where it's like, no, these guys are actually just they're dumb. (laughs) And that's the comedy. Ernest is like, no, this guy is not dumb. He's just Mm -hmm. always in a. A ridiculous situation. He's just he never like He has no filter, I guess, for how his body or mouth reacts to stuff, but it's in a wholesome way. He always means well. Yeah. And and I had forgotten I mean, yeah, about kind of that. Just,
0: he's a little weird. He's invents stuff. He does a lot of different things. He reacts in weird ways. He's kind of a weird guy, but he's definitely I got that too. I was like, this he know like he knows a lot of good phrases and he doesn't use the right words all the time which is part of the joke (laughs) that he'll use words that sound like the word he's trying to use and it's really funny um but he yeah he he definitely is not dumb he references a lot of books and movies and tv and stuff he's (laughs) definitely experienced or read yeah i just
1: man rewatching nurse goes camp when it ended for me i was just like it was late And I was kind of like, I know I should go to bed, (laughs) but I was writing just this like happy high, like this natural, just happy Mm -hmm. euphoria of like, nah, I'm going to continue this one. Of course, I had to (laughs) rewatch Christmas because I I may have fallen asleep because it turns out that natural (laughs) high, like (laughs) when you're in your 30s, that natural high is like you made it to
0: 730.
1: Oh, you're trying? You're trying to go till nine? No. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had, a, I had that like natural high as well, where I was, I don't know, I, maybe it was being transported back to that time as a kid and, and also what it was like in the 90s and 80s that everything felt less stressful and everybody was less like in your face about stuff. And it was so enjoyable watching this movie about this this old Native American guy who owns this camp and and basically enjoys having all these kids come and learn about like the nature and the and the kind of the tribe they use like all of their symbols and everything and they get to shoot bows and arrows and all this stuff. It was just such a fun experience. I feel like if you make this movie now, there would be so much of like there's so much animosity in society now between like these yeah. these kids are white they shouldn't like you shouldn't go and and get involved in this because it's their thing and you can't be a part of it but it's so much more meaningful if these like these kids aren't being mean they are actually interested in learning about their culture right. they think it's great they're excited to be Braves and become warriors and and when the Chief, like, helps them. They care about his camp and they care about him. And so it was such a great, I don't know, it's such a great, it's not, like, whites versus Indians. It's just people who are right and want to protect the camp versus people who are mean and evil and want to take the camp. And uh, it was was such a wholesome way to approach it, I thought.
1: Yeah, and I I liked how the... (laughs) I mean, it was a little forced, but at that time it, it works. So it, it <laughs> held up for me. But like the the group of delinquents that Ernest ends up being the counselor for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're playing. They're like the the mighty ducks of this camp almost. But they just don't <laughs> want to like they're just there because they kind of have to be and they're like being given an opportunity. But every opportunity is met with like five steps back, you know? And to see Ernest kind of work with these kids and constantly try and keep them going. And then when they do participate and it gets ruined, you know, seeing them like at first being, you know, oh, this sucks. Like, what's the point? Of course, in that same line, I had to laugh that in the same moment that the the one kid is like throwing this tantrum of like, screw this. This isn't worth it. Just send me back. (laughs) Same line. He's like, you know what, guys? Ernest is right we can't give up. I'm going to go and build another one. (laughs) You're like, I like your turnaround kid. I like your turnaround. but Wow. Yeah.
2: You might want to process some
1: emotions a little bit here, but (laughs) I like that. Even, even the animosity that's like portrayed in the movie, just from the, the campers and some of the other counselors against the, the delinquents or against Ernest. um, Mm-hmm. eventually they all like everyone seems to have this collective understanding of like, Oh yeah, this, this camp is just supposed to be this place where we all kind of are able to spend time and get away from like any kind of stress of the world and just learn something cool, something different. Um, yeah. I was really, really, really taken off guard with the very opening like the very beginning of Ernest goes to camp to okay. the point where I had to pause it to be like, this is, <laughs> this is Ernest, right? Cause I completely forgot about the ritual that you get to, Oh yeah. <laughs> get to it. witness that. You're like, this a is little
0: context. It, yeah.
1: It, yeah. You're like, well, this is clearly going to come back at some point in the movie. <laughs> of course it comes back in kind of a, hilarious way, but Mm -hmm. watching Ernest not get hit by the stuff is like (laughs) I love absurdity (laughs) in comedies back then. (laughs) It works so well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the the most absurd part has to be the turtles when they launch (laughs) the the parachute. The turtles (laughs) in parachutes, they put them on rockets. Uh, I I (laughs) died laughing honestly like i'm no joke the funniest part to me is when they're strapping the turtles to the parachutes and they're putting them on the rockets and then there's just a close-up of two turtles and then there's a voice over and then like in a high squeaky voice he's like i'm scared sarge we're all scared son <laughs> i could not stop laughing at those turtles it was the
1: funniest thing. It, it's stuff like that and, and you and i you know kind of touched on like comedy approaches back then Mm -hmm. if they tried that kind of stuff these days i feel like there wouldn't be such a good or such a innocence to it because that's such a like childish thing to do and i feel like if you tried to do that these Mm -hmm. days someone would just i don't know how they would mess it up but i feel like they would (laughs) but watching that made me laugh because i was like every moment of this movie that It's set in the real world. It's set like here. But yeah, turtles are parachuting and talking to each other, but it sounds like either Ernest is making the voices himself as they're parachuting down Mm -hmm. or kids are making the voices for the turtles. I was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The whole fight at the end. You just don't question it.
1: You don't question it. You just instantly. You're like, I will suspend all disbelief for what i'm watching because it's just it's so fun i had such a blast watching watching Ghost to camp i was so happy during this movie i couldn't believe it when i was just like i was expecting to finish and just be like all right all right we're good good
0: (laughs) nope that's good because you have a bunch of other movies to watch after I (laughs) i didn't realize that it was a disney property either like when I was watching, oh, yeah, it when I was a kid, I didn't know that Disney and I didn't, I guess I didn't know Touchstone was part of Disney, which is part of it. But it's one of the weird things about the 90s. Like, I feel like Jim Varney is kind of niche and Ernest is kind of niche, but he was huge in like the 90s. Yeah. And that's the whole reason that Disney signed him is that he had started out making these commercials just like local commercials and
1: well yeah Ernest. he's he was specifically made for commercial use like there Mm -hmm. had never been a thought for any franchise to it it was like we have this character who's gonna help us sell coca-cola he's gonna help us sell Mm -hmm. i think it was taco john's um and then there was one other one that like his that character was specifically contracted to i can't remember the third one yeah it'll
0: come to me he got so popular that so many other brands wanted to use Ernest, and through the previous um marketing campaigns they had signed like exclusivity deals and so he really Mm -hmm. couldn't accept anymore so then they pivoted and put him in tv and movies and stuff after that and apparently disney didn't know anything about him they did like some big race thing i think it was in like kentucky or something and and disney was like a sponsor of it and they went out there and they had mickey mouse like right around on the car and everybody cheered of course and then jim varney comes along in a car and everybody loses their mind in the audience and all the and the disney execs are like who the hell is this guy <laughs> So it's it's it was definitely a big deal in the nineties to have uh have Ernest on stuff, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. His uh those famous close-up shots
1: of him making one of those ridiculous smiles <laughs> that he, he was known for. Those covers yeah. I think are like man, that's like iconic childhood poster right there. That would yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and yeah and there's a very specific style I mean they have to have used like some sort of fisheye lens because it gets like close oh and yeah fills the well, and...
1: I mean you brought it up where he's like he really is like a living cartoon I felt like yeah. I felt like <laughs> Ernest could almost be a Mr. Magoo who can actually see mm-hmm. you know where he's like he has that That's same there. kind of allure he's always in some kind of dumb situation obviously he's going to be clumsy and just kind of be like okay you know what i mean all (laughs) right so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i i am so impressed by how jim farney performs and i was watching him and i genuinely feel he's a once in a generation talent the problem is that he's born in the same generation as Jim Carrey and they're both Canadian and, and they're both breaking out in like sketch comedy shows. And so he just didn't get to that level, but he has the same amount of physical acting characters. He just disappears into all of the different family members that he pretends to be. He's amazing.
1: Absolutely amazing. And I think where the difference. And I, I think this may have, I mean, it, Obviously, it was very successful for him. Um, unfortunately, he was kind of like a crazy chain smoker for his whole life, and it, it kind of didn't work <laughs> out for him. But yeah, um, I feel like Jim Carrey hit a wider audience, or you know, with especially yeah. in '94 when Carrey. Reigned supreme over all things entertainment and comedy. Um, yeah, he was trying to Jim, appeal to a lot
0: more than just kids.
1: Yeah, and Jim Varney really, really went the family route and and specifically geared towards children. But it, it made me think about like kids programming, kids movies, all of that. It was all just like Ernest, where it was all based in kind of a reality, but it was it leaned so heavily into the silliness that kids want to see embrace and, and try to have fun and play. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, man, Ernest was, he was perfect for that market. And I mean, obviously the success of the franchise kind of proves that even with the, mm-hmm. as the numbers dwindled down. Um, but those early years, yeah, I remember people being excited for the next Ernest movie, and, and you know, we'll get to it here in a little bit. When when Scared Stupid came out, I mean that yeah. I I've got possibly a hot take when we get to that one um, that I think you'll okay. you'll laugh about. Um, <laughs> but I just I I was I think overall, especially with this first one what I was taken off guard the most was like, man, this is so like, it's a different kind of wholesomeness. And it it was just a, a very fun wholesomeness. I, it totally, I was just like, this is fantastic. I kind of wish we had or could have this Mm -hmm. stuff now. Like, Hey, we, we need the next, the next dude up to, up to bat we we need we need our next earnest we need <laughs>
0: please please yeah. someone
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i think so there's definitely a, a every generation like i said the three studios were a big part of of the past generations and jim barney and i think that there will always be that that's kind of every kid finds that entertaining and the fact that we still find them funny now i don't think it's just nostalgia i think that no. they're actually pretty timeless comedies that are very simple, but very timeless. And so you, you can have a kid who finds it funny and an adult, a dad finding it funny at the same time.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well.
0: So speaking of time. timeless. Yeah. I, you have a hot take about the Halloween one. I genuinely think Ernest Saves Christmas is is a great Christmas movie and I should have been watching it more and more over the years. Thank you. I,
1: when I was, I, it, I was watching it,
0: I was like, it... <laughs> as soon as the credits started and it starts putting up the Norman Rockwell paintings and the carols are playing. I was like, Oh yeah, this is perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was I again, completely forgot what it was actually about forgot that it takes place in mm-hmm. florida um completely forgot santa claus is like a major part of the whole movie forgot <laughs> there's like another delinquent child that ernest kind of inadvertently mm-hmm. teaches to be good kind <laughs> of she kind of challenges Herself through, like, because of how Ernest acts and thinks and approaches stuff, she, like, has to second guess a few things. Um,
0: And it's funny that he is aware that she's a delinquent. He's kind of like, there's a couple times where he's at, like, on Santa's side trying to get Santa to, like, look out for her. He's like, yeah. be careful. I mean, she could steal from you. She could do these things. And Santa's like, no, no, we should trust her. You should learn to trust people. They'll surprise you more than you think. And I was like, it's an odd thing for Ernest to like be aware of the fact that she. Well, could I, I
1: found it. It bad. could be odd, but then I remember, or then you got to remember, like, Ernest isn't. He's not a complete idiot. Like he's still yeah. pretty aware of stuff and he's still just like, it's not that he's saying don't trust her to me. Yeah. It was like, just, just kind of she's learning. So we, mm-hmm. we got to do baby steps here. Kind of mentality. <laughs> yeah, right. He's,
0: he's a very worldly person. He's got, he's does all kinds of jobs in all kinds of places. And so he's very experienced in the much how the world works. I think. He, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I, I found myself kind of disappointed in myself watching Ernest Saves Mm -hmm. Christmas because I was like, I have all these Christmas movies that I watch almost on repeat every December. Like, I go out for Christmas. I fucking love Mm -hmm. it. And I was like, you, sir, talking to myself, are the dumbass because how do you have all these Christmas classics and you don't freaking have Ernest Saves Christmas? So I was like, all right, well, I know what I have to remedy this season because, holy crap, what mm-hmm. a fantastic
0: Christmas film.
1: What a fantastic Christmas yeah. film.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I completely forgot about the whole thing. I The only thing I remembered was The Reindeer at the Airport Warehouse and how they're in the boxes and how they end up on the ceiling. That's all I really remembered about this movie. I,
1: My brain just, I don't know why. I really don't know. I could try and like string some, I guess uh, philosophical bullshit real quick. Let's see here. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why my brain like completely forgot all the wonderful moments about earnest and and these movies but I will tell you dude rewatching these and seeing it again and just kind of being like reminded of it I was I was ecstatic yeah mm-hmm. I fell asleep the first time I rewatched Christmas but I'm old it was late and I was tired <laughs> um it happens but but when I rewatched it I was just like it made me like when it ended it made me just kind of appreciate the christmas decorations that my daughter and I have uh made me appreciate him a little bit more but there was one moment in this movie jake that i was like what the fuck (laughs) okay i can't wait going on here so Mm -hmm. for those that that don't this will sound weird but bear with me i i I have these moments (laughs) like every episode don't i where it's like i'm gonna segue way out of the field (laughs) <laughs> and then I'm bringing it back, so don't worry.
0: <laughs> I can't wait, more of it.
1: So for those that that follow me on social media, or, or like you, Jake, I, I know you, you and Chris, you probably saw this. I have posted I a little while back. Side. Um, like I, I miss snow. I really miss like mm-hmm. actual winter. I miss. Colorado snowfall, those really pretty serene moments. Like, I made this all sentimental post, but it's true. I fucking miss snow. Texas, yeah. you need real winters. It's just a fact. So yeah. then, we're gonna jump ahead. Because I've been on this like, okay. man, I, I really just want snowfall. Like, that's what I want.
0: <laughs>
1: so I put on Ernest Saves Christmas.
0: Are you going to the, going to the airport and asking and Santa for is, snow? And Santa is...
1: Is talking to this old guy, and he asks him, "Well, what would you like for Christmas?" And the guy flat out says, "Just like you know, I'd really like some snow, just, just snow." And they make the joke of like, "Oh, it's Florida," Mm -hmm. and Santa's like, "Well, you know, see what I can do." But he walks away (laughs) being like, "Snow."
0: Hmm." Yeah, it's like I thought you wanted a stereo system,
1: (laughs) (laughs) right? The dude said that, and I was like, "Well, that's a funny coincidence, but whatever." And yeah. then you know, you watch the movie and, and you know what happens. You know, there there's no mm-hmm. spoiler. A miracle. Um, and I was just like, the whole this dude in a state where the snow just doesn't happen, wanting snow, and then there's snow. I was just like, Oh god,
0: what the fuck?
1: What what is <laughs> this is such a weird coincidence to me. So I'm not gonna lie if it freaking so you snows, tell
0: me there's a chance. <laughs>
1: it snows down here. Everyone's going to hear me like shout about it. I am going to be like I <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be like uh George and it's a wonderful life running down the street. You know, screaming at people <laughs> All happily. Probably terrify yeah. a lot of people, but I won't care. Uh but yeah, that was mm. my as I'm watching Ernest Saves Christmas them mentioning snow in a state that doesn't get it i was just like what the fuck
2: <laughs> like yeah
1: this was one of those moments where a movie hits a little too close to home and it was like from a movie that you would never expect and i was just like right
0: you just living your life <laughs>
1: what the fuck is this
0: <laughs> yeah i didn't remember the whole plot of santa flying to florida to find a replacement for himself because he's old 150 years old and needs a replacement uh to take over for him Mm -hmm. and wants this kids tv show guy to take over for him did you ever while you were watching it feel like i don't really like the guy that you want to replace santa with and also you have ernest who's like I love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas <laughs> yeah, and I know all the right? reindeer and I was like, Ernest should replace Santa. He would be perfect for it.
1: <laughs> I think Ernest would be perfect in just like working at the at, at the workshop. I think Ernest like would be perfect for the kind of guy. Yeah, 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 he's he's like honorary elf, like perfect for that. Honorary perfect <laughs> kind of symbol of the spirit of the season. Um I think Ernest proves yeah. his sleigh sleigh flying skills need a lot of refining. But um That's true. I was definitely weary of the dude that Santa was like, this is the guy. I'm pretty sure this is mm. the dude. I've been watching him for a while and I was like, yeah, he seems pretty like he's trying to be wholesome, like he has a good heart, but I'm not mm. sure if he's Santa material. And I kind of had to (laughs) think about that, Jake, because I was like, Santa, the, the symbol of Santa, the character of Santa is like held in such a high regard and held in such a, Mm -hmm. like, you kind of have to be perfect. You have to be a certain way to be Santa. Yeah. I kind of was like, am I just being extra judgy? Cause like (laughs) I'm watching a guy who's clearly Santa, who's like, yeah. kind of pass the torch on and i'm just kind of in a disagreement about that idea <laughs> or does this guy really kind of rub me wrong but i was like i don't know he seems yeah like when he has that i his...
0: do really love i do really love the santa in this movie like he's a <laughs> miracle on 34th style santa you know
1: this which guy. is like my favorite kind of santa that is That is my image of Santa is just that pure, wholesome, just, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's real kind of Santa. Mm. Love it. And to see him like going to this guy who's trying to like, well, do I sign with this movie studio to make this terrible (laughs) monster flick that I disagree with? I can't even say the line, son of a bitch, which made me laugh because I was like. It's an earnest movie. They're not going to curse in an earnest movie.
0: <laughs> Son of a. I can't do it. I can't
1: say it. Um, yeah, I, I was a little weary, but I feel my weariness was just a kind of a, a generalized principal pre- like prejudice against the idea of santa being like mm-hmm. well i gotta pass the torch on because i'm like no no unless you fall off of a roof and tim allen picks the suit up like you don't pass the torch my good sir you are you're a yeah. legendary figure you survive for all time
0: <laughs> yeah they do an interesting thing of trying to expand the santa lore in a different way where there's been a lot of different santas and they pass it on every so often and once you get the mantle then you get all of his like memory and abilities and he can see everybody while they're sleeping and all that stuff it's kind of uh (laughs) right it's interesting i don't mind it i I thought it was entertaining for sure i thought that the whole movie had like one of my it's probably one of my favorite possibly my favorite Ernest movie of the whole bunch it's it's one or two um and i i think it's just because of it has everything it has Ernest doing different characters where he goes as that his aunt or whatever that the is. old lady that character is Dude, the old
1: them. lady is <laughs> she his <laughs> old lady is like the shining moment of an earnest movie where you're yeah. like yes there she is <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah she's absolutely amazing but then he plays like a snake wrangler on the set and the snakes are hilarious and there's so many just little quips like my favorite part of the Ernest movies are the little tiny pieces of dialogue that he throws in there and 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 says things that you can very easily miss if you're busy laughing which you often are
1: his his random monologues when he's like building himself up to do the next thing he has like these huge monologues he drops the voice mm-hmm. so that he's like narrator voice yeah. and you're
0: like Ernest p world champion of the people going to save all of the yeah he's amazing <laughs> and it also does the thing where if you've ever seen like the old the show the original show the hey Vern, it's Ernest show um Vern is in in this movie, which he's not in the camp movie. And so his neighbor is Vern, who is, you never see him. He basically is the camera. And so Ernest will talk into the camera as if he's talking to Vern and the camera moves around. And in classic style, Ernest basically destroys his entire house by ripping cords out of the walls and and doing all (laughs) kinds of nonsense. That's maybe one of my favorite parts is the whole Vern part. Yeah, all the...
1: All the gags, the old lady gag that he does, uh, the part that made me laugh really hard because it was just like, I don't know why, of all the ridiculous things, him slamming on the brakes in the middle of the highway to save the Christmas tree (laughs) made me laugh. (laughs) But him chucking the tree (laughs) into the back seat with Mm -hmm. Santa sitting back there and it like smashing out the window. I lost it. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. that's.
0: <laughs> Hang on, little pen and Bomb. I got you.
1: <laughs> I love that quick scene. It just, because that might be the most ridiculous thing Ernest has ever done, where he's just like.
0: It proves his tree. love of Christmas. He can't but it let a tree life... fall off and be destroyed on the highway. Yeah. He just has to say But save again, it.
1: he always means the best he has like the most yeah. wholesome heart he just goes about doing it in kind of like well childish ways where you just don't really think like <laughs> yeah the guy in the in the car yeah. is not gonna mind if I put the tree back there with him
0: <laughs> <laughs> normal the taxi company that have to take car <laughs> Nor back
1: will to the taxi company <laughs> oh my god I'm laughing so hard yeah
0: I also really enjoy I enjoy all of the recurring actors as well. Like in every uh, movie, the same actors show up and the the two guys at the the warehouse with the reindeer and two guys there at the camp, they were the chefs and all of that stuff there. It goes all the way back to the original like Dr. Otto movie and the original Mm -hmm. TV show sketches. And they've just been doing it the whole time. Same with Jim Varney, same with the director, John Cherry. He kind of does all of it and that's why it all feels coherent i guess feels everything feels very earnesty
1: yeah yeah this was i was laughing i was mad at myself for not like having this in my collection but that will be remedied mm-hmm. uh i promise <laughs> you that's going to get remedied real freaking fast uh good i just th- what a joy and you've said it a couple times of like this might be your favorite earnest movie one or two um mm-hmm. it i really i'm right there with you uh it might be my favorite just because of like i'm pretty biased towards christmas in general but yeah it, this one just felt like this felt like the perfect earnest film it had the mm-hmm. perfect amount of silliness the heart was completely on display from beginning to end you're always on Ernest's side, uh, which you should always be. I thought the yeah. story was actually pretty cool of just like Ernest mm-hmm. immediately being like, oh, I've got the guy in the car with me. All right. I've got the dude. Here we <laughs> go. And then he's got the delinquent girl. And just the way Ernest interacts, he's never preachy. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Right. Especially, you know, with the delinquent kids and, and camp. And with the girl in in Christmas, he's never like Mm preaching to them. He never hounds them about stuff. He just kind of like, he's so matter of fact, but in such a weird, different way. (laughs) And it's always Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? And it's those moments that you're like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's never comes across as like someone who's wise or trying to impart knowledge or lecture them or whatever. He's, appear basically at least as far as status goes he's he wants to be at the same level as them
1: yeah and yeah the reindeer on the ceiling i i love how their reactions go from like kind of scared to disbelief to just like it is what it is <laughs> like mm-hmm. the animal control team I showing sure hope up somebody picks these up <laughs> never be too yeah, safe that was amazing uh <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was overjoyed watching Ernest Saves Christmas and I, I just I can't wait to rewatch it again and again and again. This one really this one hit all the perfect mm-hmm. notes for me, dude. I was so like thrilled <laughs> with this movie.
0: <laughs> so what did you think about Ernest goes to jail? Because I think it gets really insane really quickly mm-hmm so this is one of those things as a child that i
1: do actually remember pretty well as a kid okay this was my favorite Ernest movie when i was a kid i yeah. loved Ernest goes to jail so when we were <laughs> when we decided to do this episode and you know i was overjoyed with camp and then i was completely just like holy crap I am super holly jolly with Ernest Saves Christmas. I was completely just, Ernest isn't going to fail me. The nostalgia is going to be right there. I can't freaking wait. And I was right. I still love Ernest Goes to Jail. (laughs) Christmas is my favorite. Uh, But the ridiculousness of Ernest Goes to Jail, man, that's up my alley. The whole, like, (laughs) him being magnetized bit that they do throughout the movie. I he's the
0: most cartoony for sure.
1: He is definitely the most cartoony. I was losing it when he's getting chased by the fucking filing cabinets inside the bank <laughs> where he's gotta lock himself uh-huh. inside the vault. I dude, the gags are still fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I will say, as much fun as I had with it. The final <laughs> like fight scene. Does go on for quite a long time where you're like, this should have been resolved a few yeah. minutes ago, guys. Like we're yeah. good.
0: It, <laughs> it changes from him being magnetized by electricity to him like inverting gravity and he can fly around <laughs> the room. And yeah, it does take a little while to to resolve itself. It, it I, I couldn't I had my adult brain on for a minute and I couldn't get around the fact that. A pretty popular kids' character that everybody loves and is very wholesome and fun has two movies so far. A very popular show that he won a daytime Emmy for. People love uh, love it, and it's a very wholesome character. And then the writers sat down to think, "What comes next?" and landed on Ernest going to jail of all things—like <laughs> one of the most terrible, and depressing, and scary, and murdery and rapey thing you can do let's send Ernest there that sounds great (laughs) yeah but they also had to do it in a way that Ernest didn't do anything wrong in order to get there which is very also entertaining that he has to get tricked into ending up in jail like you said in the first movie it's the most complicated story (laughs) or different stories happening in order to get him there
1: And the execution of it, I had to laugh watching it now because I was like, none of the decisions that any adult is making in this movie makes Mm -hmm. any kind of sense of how an adult would do. Especially when it comes to like a judge or a jury Mm -hmm. (laughs) or inmates or security guards, both in jail and at the bank or owners of the bank or tellers when does Ernest actually sleep when does (laughs) like what the hell is going on and how does no one notice it's clearly (laughs) clearly not nash anymore their voices are completely Mm -hmm. different uh what the hell is people what (laughs) i had a little bit of adult time but it was okay Because then something silly and dumb would happen on screen and I would start laughing and it mm-hmm. all was made better. Um,
0: dude, I think one of the is ways also the one... prison not scary is that the guards wear pink outfits. Pink. And like, not just
1: pink like outfits, what? but did you notice how like pointy and Boxing.
0: shoulder patty yeah yeah there's
1: they're yeah, they're,
0: they're like big square pink boxes of i don't know what that decision was but it was pretty funny
1: <laughs> it was funny it was very funny i uh <laughs> everything about it made me laugh except for like the one inmate who's he's the guy that sets up the whole switch that goes on Uh, one on the angriest character in these (laughs) first three earnest movies. And the whole time I was Mm. like, I think you might be the only truly negative character in the whole franchise right now. Of course, I'm proven wrong in movies to come. But I was like, this guy, you kind of don't fit this this movie, bub. You kind of need to just like (laughs) shut up and go away. Lighten up. Yeah, (laughs) right. Like, hey, You you should stop it. Just stop it. Um, Yeah, I... I also love, like, you get to meet Ernest Dog Rimshot, which I found to be the most random name for a dog ever.
0: Like, the more... He starts yelling Rimshot at the end of the movie over and over, and I was like, I can't be hearing this right. That's the name of his dog. (laughs) Like rimshot, get him rimshot, rimshot! Come on, I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> you get to see Ernest home with all of his
1: weird That's like contraptions, where it's supposed That's to be kind of. He's
0: not stupid. He's like right, pretty darn smart to invent all of those appliances.
1: Well, his appliances. My favorite thing about those is they're kind of made to work with his like clumsiness. Like they're specifically tailored to his clumsiness, which is perfect. But I had to laugh because I was like, Oh, this is like doc Brown's version of the the breakfast maker (laughs) at the beginning of back to the future. But like not quite that sciencey. This is just like, yeah, it was made by
0: a (laughs) (laughs) non-scientist. It was made by a janitor.
1: (laughs) I loved it. I, his house fit that character so well with just the most random mm-hmm. fucking contraptions that he made and then you've got the dog i him being right next door to the brothers the security guards dude so the two mm-hmm. actors that play the i think they're brothers in this one yeah. i could not stop laughing <laughs> how every interaction they have he has to like the older one the one that actually speaks has to do the like (laughs) his signal to go (laughs) like
0: Mm -hmm. dying every time yeah they're like shooting guns in the house and (laughs) the most they're hilarious like wannabe rent-a-cop kind of guys (laughs) ernest just casually walking by hold on you're in the line of fire oh sorry guys Uh, yeah, I love this one because you get to see Jim Varney play two characters so much. Yeah. Like He gets to play this nefarious killer in jail and who gets out and tries to rob a bank. And then you also get Ernest in jail, who's like stuck there. Uh, it's a hilarious time.
1: It did take me off guard. Of all the things in Ernest Goes to Jail that I was like, how do we come mm-hmm. here? And you brought up the beginning of this moment for me of like, how do you take one of the most wholesome characters of the nineties, early nineties, <laughs> and you send him to jail? I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna top you and be like, not only did the okay. writer think, we'll send Ernest to jail, we're gonna put him on death row. What? Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, when, they, I
0: didn't remember that.
1: when you find out that he's like on death row and only has a couple days mm-hmm. left to live I yeah, literally was about like to watching be it Right, I'm watching the movie you find out and I just had that like what? It was like that meme, <laughs> the, the blinking meme or whatever that guy is
2: Yeah but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Yeah <laughs> Okay, I guess I that's was like, happening.
1: Wait, that's not where this movie goes, is it? And then they come up to him, all right, Nash, it's time. And they're like dragging him down. He's got his whole thing in the mm. cell of like, I'm ready, so be it. I've made my piece for whatever his whole <laughs> monologue is. And then he's like, oh, please, fellas, uh, no, no. I was like, this is, yeah. I liked this moment as a kid. What the, thank God we get the <laughs> magnet thank god
0: <laughs> yeah the whole opening pays off and you uh, that was the thing i was watching the beginning of the movie when he's mopping and getting electrocuted and getting magnetized and i was like what is this movie about and how does he get to jail i don't even remember <laughs> and then he gets to jail and he's in the electric chair and i go oh now yeah. i see you of course
1: like all right <laughs> and and because what we've learned in the Ernest movies at this point is whatever ridiculous opening thing happens, it's going to come back. It'll tie to the ending mm-hmm. somehow. It just is. Uh, yeah, and I was also very happy.
0: Ernest is immortal. He's, <laughs> I don't know if he's a Highlander, I don't know what the deal is, but he's certainly immortal. He can't be electrocuted to death. He can't be, he can't have nails driven into his skull. He can't have saw blades cut his skin he's emo- he's, he's been, an uh, incredible human being he's been smashed by uh
1: by some framing yeah,
0: yeah. smashed um, by a whole football team run right smashed over. smashed by a whole squished. football team
1: yeah yeah uh yeah i think he is immortal i think he is a legendary figure right up there with santa see see so he's up there with the big man
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. okay
1: yeah i Good. I still thoroughly loved uh, Ernest Goes to Jail. It. I was laughing just as hard as I remember laughing as a kid, uh, with the exception <laughs> of like that final fight. The defying gravity, I was like, okay, this is silly. Okay, that's, that's got to be the end. Oh, okay, we're still going. Oh, okay, guys. like, Come yeah, on. Though. This was. This is a bit much. Can we just. Uh, let's lock. You're not going to kill Nash. Let's knock him out. Let's conclude the movie where Ernest gets to go home, see his dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you find yourself being like Nash might be the most evil character in the Ernest franchise for one simple act that he does? And that is what? dropping Rimshot into the trash can and <laughs> like closing the lid. <laughs> Yeah, he did that, and I was like, such what a, the fuck?
0: He's a bad guy, for sure. He's
1: such a bad guy. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? <sighs> yes, very silly, very fun. I still loved it. So,
0: I am coming like to... Scared well, we're stupid now at, it has to be the... The one that I watched the most recently. Because it's the one I remember the most. Well, it's
1: like... It's the one that I I remember growing up. Scared Stupid was like the most popular one. It was like... Everyone saw Scared Stupid. It was like a, a staple point for family Halloween movies. You know, if their kids weren't allowed to watch normal horror. Um Yeah. yeah. I remember it being like the most successful one. Mm-hmm. But it turns out it, it's kind of just like for some reason, it wasn't actually that successful. It just was post like major release. And then it was like household successful. Um uh, Yeah. Kind of like a family family movie version of a cult classic. But
0: I don't know if a family right. film <laughs> can be concerned. I don't know. That's a weird thing. Well, it was came out in a it came out in a time when we had video rental stores and it was very yep. easy to just have something on the shelf and it to be around Halloween and be like, yeah, this is for kids. Let's just pick this up. Right. And it was a staple. Absolutely. It really was. Um, I'm gonna get right to my
1: hot take right out the gate with this one. First off, thoroughly enjoyed it, forgot that it was a troll. That this movie was about and seeing the practical (laughs) effects of the troll made me laugh so hard. And you and I are suckers for practical effects. We just are. I was like, yep, love it. This is still just as good as I remember. And here's my hot take brace yourself, people. I think, I think Ernest Scared Stupid. Might be a better and more family-friendly movie, Halloween movie, than Hocus Pocus. Oh,
0: oh, <laughs> oh how do you say that.
1: I just felt the jokes were funnier. The wholesomeness of the story was all around better. I I did mm-hmm. read some stuff where people were like, "This movie's jacked up." The troll is like sucking the souls out of kids to bring his. His other troll siblings out. And I was like, I get that. But he's like, he's turning them into wood statues that you immediately know they're coming back. Mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus right. is literally about three witches trying to murder and eat children, <laughs> and they're successful. And not only that, and but you cheer like, for
0: them while they do it. And
1: and you're cheering for them, especially in the sequel when they try to turn them into heroes and ruin the sequel. Oh, um. But they're like, they're going after virgins. They're actively trying to actually murder children. That's what Hocus Pocus is about. Ernest Scared Stupid is Ernest fights a troll who turns kids into a wood statue that you know are coming back immediately. So I feel, and plus the gags, the silliness, it's Ernest style gags, it's family friendly. It's very silly. <laughs> I just yeah. felt like, yeah, this to me, "Ernest Scared Stupid" just felt. This is such a more, dare I say, appropriate family Halloween movie than even mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus, which is like, I love Hocus Pocus. It's funny as hell, but, mm-hmm. but this one just felt like not oh, this. This feels better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not as like. Yeah polished i guess you could say but that's my hot take yeah. i know i just rattled a lot of feathers but i don't care i stand by what i say
0: <laughs> i do think that i mean i think ernest gets stupid and ernest saves christmas are the best ones and i think yeah. that they they use the holidays that they're around so efficiently to make the story better both of them have incredible Credit intros too. I love the Mm -hmm. scared, stupid credits also with all of the old black and white monster movies and stuff, and Ernest kind of running from them. It's really, really fun. Yeah, it just the whole thing is just like he's it's it's not scary, although I was I do remember being a little scared by the the witch lady, the like, uh, I don't know what she really is, but she's yeah, she seems (laughs) like an eventary lady, yeah earth a kit. <laughs> yeah. yeah um but you're kind of like as
1: a kid she fit that that trope so well of like she lives in the old house that's all covered in the the vines it's not well kept she, she's got the crazy mm-hmm. gray hair she kind of talks crazy um you know they they allude to her already yeah. having kind of like a lore to her in this in this town and then yeah she's like prophesizing <laughs> that Ernest is going to like you're going to fuck up and as the viewer you're like it's called plot of course he's going to
0: <laughs> I've seen an Ernest movie before I know he's going <laughs> to
1: right up. I know how this works lady it's okay <laughs> we need the silliness yeah. um yeah right. it's just i just felt like man this is such a great and, and there is something different about the earnest holiday movies compared to the others. They do feel different. Mm -hmm. They feel like there Mm -hmm. is a little extra care almost put on to them. Yeah. And you can tell it comes across. You can tell. I, I tried finding stuff to confirm what I was kind of interpreting. Um, It may have just been, kind of like me convincing myself that I was interpreting this, but it, it really felt to me that like, uh, Jim Varney was having the most fun with these holidays or being able to incorporate Ernest into these holidays, which already have kind of a, mm-hmm. a more childlike idea to them in general. So to throw Ernest into that mix just adds to, to the fun of yeah. it. So to me, I felt like this is these are the stride. The holiday movies mm-hmm. are these are exactly how Ernest should be. These are perfect Ernest. Um, because he's he's not made to be completely dumb. You know, yeah, he's clumsy, he's still kind of that buffoon, but he's so much more wholesome and he means so more or so well, so much you mm-hmm. know what i mean uh yeah and him it's interacting fun. with kids in these movies like you can tell there's the point he's like actually interacting mm. with the target audience and that's where it's really shining i just think it's it's a joy it yeah just, getting
0: them involved in the caper and that's the yeah. whole point of a kid's movie
1: it's just it's so much fun and the trolls I freaking loved the trolls. I love the sounds. I love the design. Yeah. I love the random decision for a troll. I felt like this is such a left field decision. And for some reason, yeah, it, it. I'm so glad it wasn't any other monster. This is perfect yeah. for Ernest to go after because trolls are always kind of like they're trolls. I mean, we don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like depends on which lore you go with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, but they're not like too scary or too nefarious or even too intelligent. They're still kind of like a bumbling creature yeah. that just has like, almost animal like most of the time. And uh, so they're, they can be kind of lovable even at the mm-hmm. same time.
1: Yeah. I just, I, yeah i i felt just so joyful watching these movies and watching you know was scared stupid it it was validating to me mm-hmm. that like four movies in and i still had the biggest smile i was still just <laughs> laughing and giggling and just having the time of my life watching these and it wasn't it wasn't just based out of nostalgia it was like no i'm genuinely Enjoying this. This is hilarious. This I'm having a blast with these movies. Loved it. It was so like, thank God. I'm so happy we did this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I feel the same way. Uh I'm curious if that ever ended for you because I do know that they start to taper off from here. This was kind of the peak as far as ratings go. Um for for Ernest. And then shortly after this, they went to straight to video video, video, theatrical releases.
1: Yes. That 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 kind of uh it started off as like a slow like, oh this one wasn't wasn't quite there for me. Um rides again definitely mm-hmm. was like, ooh, this one this one's struggling. Like something's off yeah. with this one. Um and then they recast it has one of the, the
0: longest <laughs> It has the longest freaking chase scene yeah. that i felt was way too long the whole canon chase is like it's, half the movie it's like watching the pod
1: race scene again in episode one where you're just like god <laughs> um yeah yeah Rights again like had its moments that made me laugh there's a couple good gags in it but i mm-hmm. definitely felt like something was off and i just kind of like oh shrug it off of course recasting that one character it was weird normally i don't really bat an eye when an actor is no longer a part like a favorite actor is no longer a part of it or whatever it mm-hmm. really bothered me in this one it really got to me which actor are you talking uh, about not the it was one of the one of the duos they changed one of the actors oh, not yeah. the old guy it's uh, the other guy the heavier set guy um
0: yeah the guy that talks and makes jokes yeah, yeah.
1: when they recasted him I was like "Ooh, whoo
0: this yeah.
1: <laughs> this uh this doesn't he just didn't mesh it just didn't yeah. fit right and I, I'm like I'm trying not to hold it against the guy he's doing the best <laughs> he can but like
0: it's not it's the same comedy team
1: not the same it's just not working um but I I didn't hate rides again I just kind of felt like this one just isn't quite clicking like they normally
0: should. I felt like it was a little overly complicated too with the, there's a lot of different people involved. He's Ernest is trying to help this professor find this cannon and it should have these crown jewels in it. But then you have like this other guy who's trying to find it first. And I mean, I like the concept of, of, of Ernest going to be an adventurer and trying to to be an Indiana Jones type character, put him in that situation. But then it's just, it's mostly just him riding around on a cannon and running from the other, like, I guess, anti-adventurer guy who's also trying to find the same thing before them. Well, and then then you have the British that want the crown jewels. (laughs) Yeah. They're also chasing (laughs) them for a different reason. And, and the, the professor's wife is chasing them and trying to you don't know if she'll support him or not and
1: the professor's wife weird. was probably like the funniest part to me just how determined she yeah. is and how she kept kicking people out of the car just telling them like you're giving me a ride. Right. this is happening you're gonna take me here that made me laugh her character made me laugh and rides again um yeah that's probably why i didn't like feel it was too bad because i was still laughing during parts mm-hmm. of it, yeah, and but it's it a definitely lot
0: like goes to jail because Ernest is very cartoony. It's the one mm-hmm. where he he the nails can't go into his head. He's like, "Oh, at least you hit me in the hard end." And, and they try <laughs> right. to saw his that everything gets stuck on his head. The actual crown stuck <laughs> on his head, so they try to saw his skull open, but it, it won't even will bend the blades his skin won't even get cut which is pretty funny times there's yeah, a really it, funny line when uh when the professor's jumping onto the cannon and he's mm-hmm. the professor's like it has to be 13 feet and Ernest is like don't get superstitious on me just jump <laughs> <laughs> and so it definitely feels like an earnest movie with all those like little lines that yeah that you have to think about you have to like be smart to actually understand the joke
1: you know this was the fifth movie in so you kind of expect like at some point you're not gonna ride this like successful train for too long uh it's gonna Mm -hmm. it's gonna have a few hiccups and so rides again had the hiccups to me and i was like okay i know they go straight To DVD or video back then, release right after this. Uh, But I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe they kind of like, all right, that one didn't quite work. Let's get back into it. And then I realized I had never seen Goes to School. I had never seen Slam Dunk. And I had never seen uh, In the Army. So these were first time viewings for me.
0: Interesting. Yeah. so no yeah. possible chance of nostalgia, other than not on the these. No, arrest.
1: no possible nostalgia for any of the the following. Yeah,
0: yeah. What did you think of "Goes to School"? I hated it. I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that it was released nine months before Billy Madison, which is basically the same plot just True. without him.
1: But Billy Madison was smart. funny. Um, Billy Madison was (laughs) funny and you had to watch an actual idiot kind of learn how to be smarter in the real world and Mm -hmm. academically like Billy Madison's funny. Ernest goes to school kind of made me mad. Because this was the first one to me where they just straight up called Ernest an idiot like they actually made Ernest stupid. It was no longer just a like, oh, Mm -hmm. he's just clumsy. He's just that that lovable you know goofball no they actually Mm -hmm. make him dumb and i was Mm -hmm. kind of like that was really off-putting to me i was kind of upset i was like i can't believe jim varney was okay with this yeah it has some pretty funny gags um like decent gags but for the most part i was like i was mad during this whole movie Mm -hmm. because i felt like The heart of the character, the heart of all the previous films, the silliness, it was like, well, the silliness was still kind of there, but Mm -hmm. the wholesomeness was completely gone. They just like tossed it out. I found it pretty hard to believe, and these are Ernest movies we're talking about. I found (laughs) it hard to believe that the character Ernest would decide to be willing to cheat. Period.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's like the sole part of goes to school where he's like embracing cheating. Granted it's like a, a bad OG nutty professor ripoff where he like changes outfit. His whole demeanor is way different. His hair is like glued to his head. Um, And he's kind of a pompous (laughs) ass. I didn't like watching him be a pompous. Yeah. ass. it worked for Jerry Lewis and the Nutty Professor, but it just didn't work for Ernest here, at least to me. I was yeah. I was off put by Ghost to School. It just did not do it for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they must have dumbed him down in order to make a contrast with the smart version, mm-hmm. and and because that is an opposite thing. They're trying to do the opposites of right. each other. And, But yeah, I, I agree. I think that the whole plot, it does feel like it's not like when he goes to jail and it's, it's not his fault. He's still just kind of himself. He's just in this weird situation. This mm-hmm. is more, he's making decisions that, that he probably wouldn't make on his own or wouldn't make if he was true to his character kind of thing. Yeah,
1: Yeah. It just, it felt off. And the parts that I feel should have been really funny, like when he's the, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the marching band leader and he's like kind of losing it. And he's like, how do I do this to me? I was like, man, this would have been really funny, but they took away everything that I loved about Ernest. So watching him do very earnest things, like getting the marching Mm -hmm. band to crawl around and be silly on the football field it just it lost the comedy to me i was like i was very dude this was weird to me i was just like what the fuck happened to Ernest? like this isn't i was thinking did john cherry like abandon this project did was he under contract was jim varney under contract that he had to do this like what was going on with this movie
0: who was I mad think was at the you? Only one I think it's the only one that uh, John Sherry didn't do, actually. I,
1: he, I know there's one that he didn't do.
0: Yeah, this one was uh, Coke Sams, who directed and co-wrote it. And so it's the only one that John Sherry didn't do. So that could be part of it, for sure.
1: That could be part of it. But yeah, I I was not a fan. And uh, I did laugh at one thing, though, because this was a thing that I don't think gets joked about enough for movies from the 90s. And that Uh, is high school teenagers in the 90s sometimes did not look like they were 16 years old. Sometimes they're like (laughs) grown men. Uh Uh so the football jocks I had to laugh at like them looking much older than what I think they were portraying. But and then at the same time I was like, but they're not funny, they're really annoying. That one dude's laugh yeah throughout the movie. I was like, dude, someone's gotta shut him
0: up. (laughs) When I saw the credits, I was excited that Will Sasso is in it. And then I watched his like character as one of those jocks and I was like I really wish they gave you a better role or more of a role because you're just <laughs> very stereotypical and don't really get to, I know you're a super funny dude, but you just don't get the chance.
1: But it's just not happening in that one. So yeah, I don't have much to say on that one.
0: That's fine. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, slam dunk, Ernest direct to video. Uh, how do you feel about that movie? Cause I felt that it was less jokey than most Ernest movies, and way more heartfelt. Uh, I think they emphasized the heartfeltness with the dad and his mm-hmm. goal and his son, and and the, the son starting to really see it. Ernest as like a hero and a huge sports star, and then Ernest seeing that. And I felt that it was a good Ernest move to have Ernest see that this kid is not having... I was seeing his dad in a negative way and just mm-hmm. choosing to let go of the fame that he could achieve in order to actually fix things and yeah and help the kid and help the dad. And that was a really good turn, I thought. Uh yeah, this one
1: this one I felt like they were attempting to get back on track a little bit. Um mm-hmm. I I do like Ernest making that decision to uh Give the dad the the spotlight again and, and kind of like drop the, the kind of selfishness that he, he really embraces in this one. Um, mm. Thank God for him deciding to be wholesome again, because I got to tell you, dude, I was a little <laughs> perturbed again during this movie. I was like... <laughs> It was like all right.
0: Yeah, he's just getting a big head and not so really he for a while. Yeah,
1: he became a pompous ass not due to a machine, but now it's like magic shoes. Um mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't just bo- a little bothered by that. I was kind of like, man, people are just like mean to Ernest in this one. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just a jackass in this movie. Yeah. And I was like
0: Everybody doesn't want him around. Like they treat him more negatively, I think than most movies.
1: Right. Um, but you do have Kareem Abdul, Abdul Jabbar playing like the angel basketball angel character, uh, which made me kind of chuckle. And then, yeah, the, the wholesome decision that he makes that you obvious, that's one funny thing. Every time there's like a, a foreshadow and an earnest, you're like, clearly they're not trying too hard to be like, this is coming back, <laughs> this on. will resolve. Yeah. Um, yeah, but thank God for that wholesome moment. I still don't think this was that good of an earnest movie, but at least I got a wholesome earnest moment where he's like actively kind of dropping the the selfishness and the pompous uh yeah, that pretentious kind of attitude. So
0: that was. It nice. reminded me of what you said about Ernest goes to jail, where none of these people make any sense. The like the <laughs> guards and the, the bank owner and all these people, nothing they do make any sense. It crosses the line, I think, in Slam Dunk Ernest because he would get these magic shoes and he's like running way faster than anyone possibly could. It's not like it makes him. The best basketball player in within a reasonable and realistic level, he's like, well, like road running down mm-hmm. the basketball court. He's jumping and hovering in the air, literally, and everybody's flying like
1: across the court.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, yeah, go Ernest! You're just such a great basketball player. I can't believe how good you are. <laughs> it's nobody else watching the same, movie. and you're like, there's
1: literally zero. Like, athletics happening right now. There's yeah. none. There's zero.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody connects the dots to It's the no shoes one bats that make him eye. do it. They're yeah. just like, man, I can't believe Ernest is so good. He's so much better than us. I really can't understand. We're never going to get seen by scouts because Ernest is just too good. Which, cracked me up, too. So,
1: this is... Slam Dunk Ernest was 90... Six, five? Uh, five. Five. Yeah, five. um so like the oldest dude playing in 95 i don't even know i don't i don't know basketball but <laughs> the dad i don't know like how old the dad is supposed to be but i'm assuming he's gonna be uh-huh. late 20s early 30s um yeah i also had to laugh because i was like is that the is that the FBI or the CIA agent from Conspiracy Theory? It kind of looks like him. And I meant to to check that, but they kind of look alike. I want to check
0: that. It could be. No, I don't that's even know fair. how to say his name. Silk, Silk Cozart? Yeah, I was just Agent Lowry. Agent Lowry Conspiracy Theory. He's in Hot Shots. He's in 16 blocks and a racer.
1: I was like, this city street basketball team or whatever they are is going to play against, uh, an NBA to get a scout to look at him. I was like, I don't think scouts would want to sign someone who's already like 12 years older than half the uh-huh. team.
0: Who's it's never his dream.
1: It is a dream. So, and it's an earnest movie, so you can suspend belief. Um, yeah but yeah i'm with you i was like a lot of decisions that people make in this movie just like wow okay people uh but once again they have Ernest blatantly cheating and that did not bode well for me so i was a little upset about that having to watch that a second time in a row i was like what the fuck (laughs) is happening to these earnest movies like the heart is gone the wholesomeness is gone but then of course the ending of slam dunk kind of like he literally throws the shoes away makes the good decision and i was like okay thank god thank god i was i was really hopeful that that was going to be like the lead into the rest Mm uh 'Cause I, I was I was kinda bummed, dude, watching Ghost to School and Slam Dunk. I was a little bummed. I was a little bummed out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um And what about Ghost to Africa? That's one you've seen before, right?
1: No, I had never seen it.
0: Oh. I thought you, that was one that you had seen.
1: No, no, I never saw that one. Um I was not feeling this movie like from the get go. And I ended up Yeah fallen asleep during it and just (laughs) decided yeah I just decided like I can't so I fell asleep and woke back up like with the last 20 minutes of the movie and had that thought of like Mm -hmm. how the hell did we end up here (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) I had that thought when I was watching pretty much all of his movies of (laughs) if you If you missed anything, it (laughs) goes left a lot and you end up in a random place doing a random thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I actually, I, I slept through most of it. Um, I'm not going to lie because of the previous two, I was like, I bet I didn't like this one at all. So I'm not going to rewatch it. So you'll have to tell me what you thought of it. Cause I, I feel like I don't have a valid opinion. Um, yeah
0: (laughs) that's fair um it's it's similar i mean i don't have strong opinions about it i don't love it by any means it's okay he does it's interesting that he he there's a lot of like more romance i think in this one where the there's a girl that he likes that she doesn't really give him the time of day because she really wants someone who's adventurous and who sweep him off, Mm -hmm. sweep her off her feet and, and take her to on adventures and, and all of that stuff. And, and so Ernest is not that guy. He's a normal dude. Who's just a schmo and living his life. And, but then of course through happenstance, he kind of gets randomly put in a position where he has to do that. He gets mistaken for another person, and she gets kidnapped because they think that she's his girlfriend, and because they've been watching them and all this stuff. And so there's kind of like a mob angle kind of thing, and uh, they both get sent to Africa basically, and uh, and so then he becomes an adventurer, even though he's like he says he's not an adventurer, which is weird because I've seen Ernest Rides again, and he's. Done all of the adventurer <laughs> things and had a whole conversation about being an adventurer then. So I guess he forgot that. Um but it's 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 all right. He does a lot of interesting like he does all the same good things. He plays the old lady, he play he dresses up. Okay. He dresses up as like a, a servant who rubs dirt on his face and does like an African voice. So that might get you cancelled these days, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> One thing that you notice, though, or I noticed, is that Jim Varney is secretly jacked, and you kind of see it in uh, Slam Dunk Ernest, but Mm -hmm. you also you see it in this movie where he's like, he's pretty shredded for a lanky dorky comedy (laughs) guy, and I don't know where that comes from. Maybe it's partly. You know, cigarettes and stuff, but it it definitely not, stood out. Not to like, say
1: that smoking cigarettes is going to get you jacked.
0: I mean, look, kids, if you want to get jacked, the key to doing it is smoking cigarettes. No, I'm just saying, like people, he might have less body fat generally like if you smoke cigarettes. I mean, the
1: worst. PSA everybody I know smokes cigarettes. Time. is like
0: I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, don't don't do cigarettes, kids. Um, oh, I did meant, mean to say, so the we, reason you shouldn't do cigarettes is because you'll fucking die from it. Jim Barney uh, <laughs> yeah, died yeah. from it at, at 50 years old, a super young age. And uh, which knowing that when he goes to jail and they offer him a blindfold and a cigarette, he has a funny line about, no, I'm afraid of the dark and uh, and cigarettes will kill you. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> You're so like dark, ooh. but so sad
1: that line doesn't age well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Africa is, I think, I mean, they're just on a downward trend. And I think that the ratings yeah. on our movie kind of reflect that. And, and I don't, I don't think that they're given the attention and care that the uh, earlier movies got. I think that they, they start to be more just like pump out a movie with a, known character and i don't and i don't know the whole writing situation and what may have led to that or all of that stuff but it definitely seems like that they just didn't get the care in the writing and the story Mm -hmm. and and jim varney tries his hardest he does a great job he's certainly in character but he just doesn't have the little quips the little lines the little little things that make it special he has all the facial expressions but no actual like pieces of heart and pieces of Mm -hmm. um joy I guess in all in these last couple movies which is sad.
1: It it was weird seeing that. You know it was even weirder an earnest movie with terrorism and war (laughs) and
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like I'm watching Ernest in
1: the army and I'm like what happened like is this a sign of the times when they were making these like i get that saving private ryan had just come out thin red line had just come out like Mm -hmm. late 90s was a war movie kind of pump out you know yeah but
0: yeah post desert storm or mid desert storm
1: right but this was like this is an earnest movie like, I yeah. think even Paulie Shore's in the army now probably had less terrorism in it than this one does. <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's an odd choice. Even more odd than sending him to jail is sending Ernest into combat. And yeah. just because he wants to drive big trucks, that's an odd choice for sure. Wants to be an army guy.
1: This one I felt... Knowing it was the final one, um, mm-hmm. and, and you can kind of, I bet everyone knew that was going to be the last one, whether Jim Farney had passed away or not. I think in the army was going to be it. I thought this one was a, a little bit better than the, the previous ones, like they had tried a little harder with this one. Yeah, I just felt that for a final Ernest film, what a weird choice. And I might just be like saying this because I'm a sucker for for good callbacks or good like, hey, let's just bring it all together. Um, Yeah. I kind of feel like a final Ernest movie should have been him like maybe going back to camp or going back home to his hometown or let's see him go revisit one of these other previous jobs that he's had. And yeah. let's revisit a world with Ernest where people don't just shit on him. I was glad to see that he has like a legitimate friend in this movie, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool, but I found my, I definitely found myself missing like the old cast members I I definitely miss Mm -hmm. them. I I just I was like, man, there's just there's too much missing. And I get that they're trying a little harder. And this one isn't horrible. Like, yeah, there's some weird decisions. But him with the rock mines is a great gag. Mm -hmm. Him starting the movie off at the golf course. Where you're yeah. like, well, clearly this is coming back, but then they really confirm it where the terrorist is like a golf <laughs> fanatic, and you're like, Okay, this is really
0: coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's really lucky on that one.
1: Yeah. But it still just felt off, man. I was bummed. I think I think the Ernest franchise kind of deserved better than those final five movies they got. Um Or maybe it would have just been a better decision to end it with scared stupid and let Jim Varney go and do all these other projects, you know, going probably become a, had he not passed away at 50, he probably would have been another big voice for Pixar, or maybe we could have seen him do more dramatic work. Who knows? But I felt bummed that the franchise had to end on such a weird like downward slope mm-hmm. or not even really a slope to me. It's like a start slope, Cliff. just complete dead drop. And then it kind of like, like, Oh, we'll, we'll try. Oh, too little, too late. You know? Uh, yeah. 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 That was Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It lacks all of the main things. It's like, they didn't know, or they forgot or other people took over. Yeah. And so you lost what made them work earlier on he doesn't really interact with kids very much there's a kid in it but he doesn't it's not like a major point of the movie and it's not the same as like the camp or the holidays or any of the other ones where he's like in it specifically with them and i agree i think it would be better to take him back to maybe a simpler story or a simpler place and i know they had ideas for a bunch of other um, options so t- for these handful of last things to be like the choices they made in the situations they wanted to put them in it just wasn't the right call i think for most of them
1: yeah very very strange decision making in my opinion uh well it sounds like yours too i was just yeah yeah they lost their muster i mean jim varney you could tell is still trying you can tell He's still like yeah. dedicated to his craft. He's still going to do what he needs to do. It's you're just like, pro. mate, you're missing like you're good, but you're missing all the other pieces that make this whole thing cohesive and fun and wholesome. And mm-hmm. the silliness, like you're trying the silliness, but it's just not landing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the, I was happy with the gag with that, like, sticky candy that he has where he spits (laughs) it into the general's face and then he, like, uses the jam to take it off, but it runs the general over. That part made me laugh. And I was like, that bit, that gag felt like (laughs) an earnest gag. Like, that felt good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he does make he does have the line. I guess callback where he tells his friend like well i was a camp counselor one time and it's like can you go back
0: (laughs) 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 yeah take me back there
1: (laughs) right uh yeah the the candy gag was funny the pancake gag should have been great but it's so Mm -hmm. like uh uneven you know no one can lift these these tank-weighted pancakes, but he carries one in his back pocket so his pants are also invulnerable as are his teeth when he takes a bite out of it and drinks motor oil, (laughs) which I had had a grown-up eye on that scene, Jake, and I kind of judged myself for it you know, he tells the kid like, oh, give me some some syrup. And the kid grabs the motor oil sitting right next to the syrup. And instantly in my head, Mm -hmm. I was like, who the hell stores motor oil (laughs) right next to like your kitchen? And who the hell stores this weird tank, whatever it was, next to like... (laughs) So I I had a grown-up brain on on that scene, but I was like... Yeah, I just they lost. They lost that appeal. And that's such a shame. Yeah. I was really bummed that the final 5 I I wasn't expecting them to be as enjoyable, but mm-hmm. I had that that little bit of hope of like just at least make me like giggle, like have something, yeah. have a semblance of what I just really really loved. But luckily, because they suck. (laughs) My, my enjoyment of those previous four was not altered. I'm like, no, those four, those are the treasure. And I I was like reading some stuff online, just seeing like anyone else uh, and how they felt with Ernest and everyone kind of shared the same thing. I was like, okay, so this is a collective mentality, Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, But thank god shitty films didn't haven't rattled us to lose our fanship with like those old ones and those old ones are classics for us 90s kids i mean that was they're so dumb but that's what makes them so (laughs) awesome
0: (laughs) yeah but there's obviously much more to them than just being dumb because the they try to do the same dumb things in the later films and there's just something missing
1: and And there's yeah
0: that's something missing in the first ones is the whole heart of the character the wholesomeness of the character and kind of his motivation with with helping kids and connecting with kids and all that stuff that helps a lot
1: yeah his uh in, in those previous movies he's always seems to be like kind of leading this life of just trying to help someone Improved theirs and and he's obviously wanting to improve his own but he's always kind of like oh yeah we can i can probably help you fix that or of course i can do this for you he's always there mm-hmm. for people and in those later ones it's there's a lot of like i feel kind of selfish decisions and kind of just not earnesty decision making yeah it. and i i gotta tell you too, i it really 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 upset me that they mm-hmm. They just turned him into like a legitimate idiot. I felt that was such a disservice mm-hmm. to the character and it, uh, that really, that really bothered me. It was like, man, the hell guys, like you had this gem yeah. and you fucked it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree, but
1: I still love this. I It was such a, I was expecting definite full on nostalgia but I think I got something a little bit better than the nostalgia. It just kind of like this, this was just pure joy for me. And it was such a like innocent joy. I just, I loved it. Absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah. It really took me back uh, to being a kid, which is a really fun part. And in a way that I hadn't done in a long time and in a way that I anticipate doing for the next episode as well, which is, also about movies that we haven't uh haven't watched for a long time yeah. watched a shitload as kids and <laughs> aren't aren't quite sure if they hold up or if we're we're just idiots back then
1: yeah oh man i've watched a couple so far i'm totally yeah. gonna brag i was not just an idiot back then these movies fucking rock uh- <laughs> <laughs> good that's uh, exciting But yeah, I I was like, I just, uh, the Ernest franchise to me, I was like, man, this is such a, I feel like they're kind of a time capsule in movies for like our generation's Mm -hmm. childhood. And I think that that might be why I think they're still so special and rewatching this, at least those four that I remember watching as a kid, even though I didn't remember details Mm -hmm. about them but it really felt like holy crap i'm watching like an actual like this kind of seemed to hold on to a moment of time for me where it was like life was pretty fun right right here you really enjoyed stuff and that was like yeah that was real nice so i think they hold up i think they're super fun and and i know you and i say say this kind of stuff a lot but i think we're always going to worth revisiting like i totally Mm -hmm. want my daughter to watch these those first four i think she would just love them she loves silly like oh yeah slapstick stupid style humor like that she loves it and and i think like if you have kids if you're our ages and you got kids i mean watch those early movies it's christmas time Watch Ernest Mm -hmm. saves christmas you don't have to watch them in order they're They're like cereals. They don't (laughs) they don't connect. Um, Yeah, Yeah, they're just so fun. They're so wholesome. Like that was what great family movies. At least those first four. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Yeah. Even if there really isn't anything bad in them. No.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's what I would tell my mom. Mom, there's not really anything bad in it. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) And then my mom at least would always be like, but they're so dumb. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> what this was an absolute joy. I I loved revisiting these. I'm so glad we did this. I I've been, I've been so thrilled with like the majority of our episodes, uh, this whole year, dude. We've had some great episodes this year. E- yeah, even really, with that I've, I've... scarring one that we did a while back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's. I completely agree. I think that it's gotten so much better over the last couple of years and every year and every re- episode, really. I'm like, that one was great. That one was really fun. It might be my favorite. And so <laughs> yeah. I hope that continues. I think they have a, <laughs> I think a lot of really interesting cool. and fun things on deck for next year as well. Yeah. So it's already shaping up to be great.
1: Well, we uh, we alluded to it just a second ago. Um, I'll start for for the next one too we're we're gonna be continuing our our wholesome nostalgia trip if you will just kind of embracing that inner child (laughs) uh childhood movies man i've got some weird childhood movies that (laughs) i'm like i can't wait to re-watch and be like people are what
0: (laughs) i have at least one that i really need to know if anybody else has ever seen it or if it was just me because I have not yet found anybody else who's seen it so I'm excited about that one
1: yeah I think I have one on mine that might even challenge you on if you've seen it and it, okay. and it stars someone that you know very very well so I'm curious I'm curious about that one Ooh. yeah um okay but this has been like I I feel we we've done some pretty hard-hitting episodes we've we've had some pretty deep conversations especially recently um Mm -hmm. i i feel like completing this year off which is fucking crazy to think that this is it like oh yeah big time
0: (laughs) that's crazy like
1: what um (laughs) i haven't even started trying to draft for the next draft man i
0: I honestly haven't either i was like oh shit last time i was like prepared in october but you had fucking
1: tables made you were (laughs) you're a little crazy with it yes Uh, but i think this is is such a cool way for you and i to to finish this year with this very i think these might be some of the most wholesome kind of or revisiting kind of thing, so I can't wait to talk about totally. our childhood movies. I'm, I'm very excited to hear yours because I know your <laughs> childhood movies are pretty different from mine. So it we're gonna have just this, like
0: <laughs> <laughs> all over the place, all over the yeah.
1: place kind of episode.
0: I'm stoked. But, yeah, that will be very fun. So yeah, tune in for that. Go and check out Instagram or movieboys.com. Get in the giveaway. Yeah. We want you to earn some free movies. That'll be fun, too. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I that's it. I think that's it. So thank
1: you, everybody. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe. Keep spreading the word um, to all of our new followers, listeners. Uh, welcome. Uh, join the conversation. Let us we're know. If you uh if you grew up watching Ernest, if you're the younger generation and have no clue who we are talking about, go find <laughs> them. Uh those early ones. Yeah. Just, just just stick with the, the first four, guys. I'm telling you, just stick with those first four. Uh but welcome. Yeah. Happy year here. And this
0: time of year is perfect for Christmas. Yes. Every Christmas needs Ernest to save it. And I'm so glad that it does. Yes.
1: <laughs> so thank you everybody. And we will uh, talk to you next time.